figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Wearing sports jerseys. Alrighty. Episode 85. Coming at you. Coming at you. Yeah. This is Roger Wyland with Big Board Sports coming at you, Capital Region. Yeah. What's going on? We're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to talk about Niskayuta JV Volleyball, women's volleyball, the girls' volleyball, and uh, we'll talk a little shaker men's basketball. Yeah, lots of the big-time-hitting big stuff. We'll get to some hot topics around the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. I mean, I mean, I mean Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. I mean, I mean, I mean, what's going on there? I mean, come on. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, what's, I mean, what's going on? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come on! This and more tonight at 5 on Big Board Sports. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome everybody. It's Friday, so I mean, uh, I have to do these on Friday as much as I possibly can. It's not always going to happen. Uh, because the last few I've done on Sunday, I don't feel like doing this on Sunday. Because by, by about 11 o'clock, as far as I'm concerned, the weekend's over. Life is over. Everything's over. There's no hope. There's no point. There's no nothing. It's just over. But on Friday, oh, on Friday, there's hope. There's endless possibility for what the weekend holds ahead, right? Who knows what's going to happen? Because it's fucking Friday. <sighs> you know, got to get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend weekend. Party and party and yeah. Anyway. No, don't worry. I'm not gonna play that. I'm not gonna play that song, even though it is a classic. Even though it's a classic, and deserves to be played. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not uh, just filling time while I search for Rebecca Black Friday on YouTube. That's definitely not what I'm doing. Nope. 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 Oh. oh, it just happens to be playing. That's just, that is just a crazy coincidence. A friend. Yes. In the back seat. Which seat can I take? Let's do it. Yes. All right, all right. Yes. Yeah. Party and party. Fun, fun. I I used to play this on Fridays for the kids. uh, Just to be a dick. Just to be a total dick. And I'm going to close the door. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, you know what you should do out there? You should take your dog out without a... Oh, no. Okay, there's a leash. All right. Uh, after all, I am the leash police, just as I used to be the parking police at the YMCA. If, for you longtime listeners, going back pre-pandemic, that was every Saturday was me turning people in at the Y who were not parked legally. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. And I wonder... Yeah, let's see. Do we have this? This is also a nice one. Let's play this one. This is... I follow a Twitter account that only does this every Friday. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Yeah. Every Friday. The Daniel Craig Saturday Night Live... Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Uh, and there was something else. Oh, oh, uh, let's see. There's another song I'd like to play for you. It doesn't apply today, but it'll apply in, in about eight hours or so. Six hours? I don't know. Six hours. There we go. This. So I used to play the Rebecca Black Friday song for the kids in the morning. Particularly if I if it was my turn to take them to school. And by the way, this fall, I'll be taking them to school every day. And they're very much looking forward to that. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, and who knows? Maybe that'll, maybe that old classic tune will pop up on the, on the drive to school every once in a while. You never know. But I used to wake them up on Saturday, and I would play this classic from Captain Underpants. This is me in kindergarten. What the hell? This isn't it. You want to hang out on my... What the hell? What the hell? This ain't, uh... Oh, here we go. I love Saturday when anything is possible. I love Saturday because I can wear my pajamas all, all day. I love Saturday because I can watch TV all day. Where are you going with that? Do you really do that? No, what are you talking about? It's just something I could do because Monday Alright. That's the other I used to oh the kids used to fucking hate that. I would put that on for them. Advantage of one point. Back to the uh, Tokyo Olympics table tennis. This is captivating stuff. I have watched no... I've had the Olympics on, uh, and I've watched no Olympics. I, I put it on, and then I just... I don't care. I just... I don't know. Is it me? Is it the Olympics? What is it? Because I don't give a shit. I'm trying to watch this thing. Uh, you know, but it's... Maybe also because it's a different time zone, so the stuff that happens live... Any of the really good stuff is happening at like a complete opposite hours. So it's either a replay or it's when you're sleeping or it's super late at night. So it just doesn't or it's very early in the morning. So I, I don't care. I'll put it on while I'm working. They have that Peacock app, which has... I didn't even realize I was on with somebody the other night at work. And uh, this dude's in Australia and he was talking about... You know, he was asking, uh, you know, if I'm watching the Olympics. He was saying it's nice because obviously Australia is in the same time zone as as, as Tokyo, as, as Japan, so they can get, you know, if it's prime time, it's prime time. Uh, and I said, yeah, we, you know, obviously we don't have it, you know, prime time for us is, you know, eight in the morning or nine in the morning or whatever. Uh, and so I, so I said, but we do have the Olympics are all over this peacock thing. And... I thumbed through. I had never actually done this. They have something called, they have, you know, Peacock has the, the, the different, you know, all the on-demand stuff you can watch, WWE and uh, whatever, The Office, all the shows, all the movies, all that shit. Um, and then they have live, or you know, live channels. Like you can watch, I love putting on the Dan Patrick. Uh, there's the NBC Sports channel, so you can watch the live simulcast of Dan Patrick show. Rich Eisen's show, whatever. Uh, they have a 24-7 Saturday Night Live channel, and they have eh, all this bullshit. Anyway, they have the Olympics channels. So they have... They also have a WWE channel, and it's very disappointing because all it plays is total divas and total bellas, and that's it. It's like, you, you could do so... You, you know, you have just endless endless bandwidth to just put on... You know, you could have a WrestleMania channel. You could have a Monday Night Raw. You could have Classic Moments channel. You could have Legends channel. Yeah, there's so many things. 
Anyways, I'm sure that's coming at some point. Uh, but they have the Tokyo Olympics. They have a Tokyo Now channel, which uh, right now is featuring something called Tokyo Gold. They have Team USA channel. They have the Tokyo Meet the Olympians channel. They have the Olympics Great Moments. They have the Olympics Must See Moments. And I'm trying to see if there's any other kind of Olympic things. Oh, the Chris Lee Knows Best uh, nonstop channel. And then they have something called the Olympic, the Tokyo Flame. It is 24 hours a day, nonstop, round-the-clock coverage. You just sit and watch the the, the torch, the Tokyo Flame, the torch, uh, sitting high over the stadium or wherever the hell it's lit. And that's it. Morning, noon, and night, you can just you can just put it on. It's like it's like a July August version of the uh, you know the Yule log at Christmas. Anyway, but I I just I can't get into it. I put the swimming on. I put whatever's on. I'll put it on because they have it on NBC. They have it on USA. They have it. I don't know. They have it all over the place. They have it on the Olympics Channel, uh, the NBC Olympics Channel, whatever it is. I just. <laughs> I'm just not interested at all. I uh, I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, when's football season start? Now basketball is over. So when's the football season start? I guess that's what I care about. Uh, so anyways, uh, what, what was I talking about before that? So yeah, the Olympics. Uh, that Saturday song I used to play for the kids every Saturday morning. It would drive them insane. And then the Friday song on Fridays would drive them insane. But hey, it's all good. I don't care. The humidity's down. The sun's out. It looks good. Yeah, I got about uh, 30 minutes of podcasting, and then we're headed to the drive-ins. We went to Chunky's last week, and we saw Old. And I don't I don't know what all these people are seeing, because it seems to be getting pretty favorable reviews. M. Night Shyamalan's back. <laughs> oh, is he? Is he back? Or have we just is are the standards so is the bar just clanging on the ground? That's how low we've set our set our standards for things, particularly his movies, because most of them are terrible. Uh, okay, great, he's back. Attention, everyone! M Night Shyamalan is back, making movies. But tonight we're going to go to the drive-ins, which is nice because when we go to the drive-ins, I don't care what movie we're seeing. I don't care what's playing. I just like being there. You lift the hatch, you back the car in, you go to the snack shack, you get all the crappy, crap-ass, horrible-for-you, fried food, whatever, chicken strips, burgers, hot dogs, french fries, curly fries, mozzarella sticks, nachos, popcorn, candy, soda, fried dough. They've got it all, baby. And, uh, and you sit, you know, you bring your lawn chairs, the kids get their little blankets and they sit in the back of the car. And we sit in the little lawn chairs, and tonight is going to be what I believe is a truly spectacular night for the drive-ins. The only downside is it'll probably be packed at the drive-ins. But maybe not. Maybe we'll be lucky. I don't know. Either way, we're going to the drive-ins, and we're leaving pretty soon, which is why I'm talking so fast. Because I don't have much time. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to do this on a Friday because I'm feeling good. Last week, I worked right up until 7 o'clock, and then we... <laughs> Or 7.30 and I finished what I was doing and got in the car. We went to the movies. I didn't even have time to blink, let alone uh, take a break and do a podcast. So tonight I actually finished work at the time when people are supposed to finish work. And so here I am doing a podcast. And we're going to go see The Jungle Cruise, which I don't give a shit about that. But we're going to see it and that's what's going to be seen. And then we're going to see Black Widow. And I don't give a shit about that either. But it's the drive-in, so who cares? It'll be fun. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, speaking of movies, I had a dream. So I went to the uh, I went to Binghamton University. Some would call it SUNY Binghamton, State of New York. <laughs> Wait, State University of New York at Binghamton? That's it. <laughs> Wait, what is the U? Oh yeah, it's University State University of New York at Binghamton, Binghamton University. The other BU, not Boston University, the other BU. Or is, no, you know what? Fuck that. Boston University is the other BU. I went to the BU. And look at what's on one of my screens right now is uh, Pardon the Interruption with Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. And of course, Tony Kornheiser, one of the more notable alums 
of SUNY Binghamton. It was Harper College when he attended. Just like my dentist, uh, Dr. Kaplan, or was it Dr. Fagan? I never know. I don't know which one's which. I can't remember which one my dentist was. There was a Dr. Kaplan and a Dr. Fagan. Anyways, he had a beard. He was very nice, and he went to Binghamton. And when I was there, it was like the last time I was there, I was in college, and he couldn't wait to talk to me about Binghamton and ask me questions about it. Because when he, oh, and by the way, did you know, when I went there, it was Harper College. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I, that's where I went to school. And I got my film degree uh, after taking a number of cinema it's not the film program. It's, of course, the cinema program because you, you have to be extremely pretentious at SUNY Binghamton. They're not big on the whole Hollywood system and the narrative structure. It's very avant-garde. And uh, most of the classes take place in the – not the lecture hall per se, although I guess it is the lecture hall, but it's really – it's the basement of the lecture hall. That's the cinema department probably still is and was back in the day located. If it even still exists, who knows? Maybe it's gone. Uh, it was located in the basement of the lecture hall. And a couple of the big, you know, introductory, you know, intro to film, film 101, that was in lecture hall six, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, in the academic sense, yes, it was a lecture hall because it had the rows of seats and it had the big screen and the whatever. Um, <laughs> but unlike the other lecture halls, in the in the lecture hall building, you know, there was the big rotunda and you would go into a different lecture hall and it was a huge, it was exactly what you think, you know, big lecture hall with the acoustics and the wood walls and the big screens and the chalk, you know, the, the dry erase board that you can slide it up and the other one slides down and, you know, you know, all that stuff. This lecture hall, everything's black, ceilings, walls, floors, everything painted black because you're watching movies, so you want it to be as dark as possible which was great for me because I slept during uh, most of the movies that we watched because they were so goddamn boring. Um, <laughs> it's money well spent. And uh, yeah, one of the... One of, so, I, so I graduated with my, my degree in, in cinema, not film, cinema. Although I put film because cinema sounds stupid. But I put film on my resumes and my applications and things. Nevertheless, graduated after, uh, you know, after attending all my classes in the basement of the lecture hall and uh and then having a piece of paper that was as you know uh worth its weight in gold because it was able to get my foot in the door at Stewart's where I worked for about 7 or 8 months and nothing happened there except the the first story that I ever told in this podcast which I'm not telling today you can go to episode 1 you can there's like five different episodes where I tell the Lapoopy story that's really the greatest gift that the film department the cinema department at SUNY Binghamton gave to me was graduating and taking my degree and going to work for $8.50 an hour <laughs> at Stewart's selling ice cream and pumping gas and then riding La Poopy on the sausage sandwich on my final night. Again, go to episode one. You can hear the full details. Anyway, uh, so, so I had a dream the other night that I was back at Binghamton. And I was a, I think I was a, I was, I was just starting as a professor. The fall season, the fall season, the fall semester was beginning. I was just about to start as a professor. And I, after, you know, 20 years, you know, almost a 20 year anniversary of graduating, I had spent 20 years as a successful filmmaker, uh, a director, an editor, even, even starting a few. And now I'm coming back home to good old Vestal, New York to good old Binghamton University to teach <laughs> to teach film in this dream. And who's there signing uh, signing autographs on his new book but my professor, Ken Jacobs. You might not know too much about Ken Jacobs. Very avant-garde uh, uh, a filmmaker. He was very, you know, big in the 60s, 70s. He's still making films. And he, ha you know, he has these avant-garde films that are like, you know, eight hours long. And I have, I've seen none of them ever. They sometimes, he, you know, he's had them. He's had exhibits at MoMA and these other, uh, you know, notable museums and things like that. He's very, very popular in a very particular, very specific circle. And he also founded the entire uh, department, the cinema department at SUNY Binghamton. 
And by the way, you can listen. I recently listened to his son, Azazel Jacobs, who is actually a pretty successful uh, filmmaker. Azazel, let's see. Ken Jacobs' son, Azazel Jacobs, is known for some stuff. He's directed uh, things that I haven't really seen. French Exit, Mozart in the Jungle, a few episodes of that. Sorry for Your Loss, a few episodes of that. Uh, the Lovers, Doll and M, Terry, Mama's Man. I, I don't know a lot of this stuff, but he's... Anyways, he's, he directs some TV. He's a producer. Yeah, Mozart in the Jungle. Uh, you know, he's got some, he's got some credits. He's, he's done some stuff. Uh, cinematography for the good times kid. I don't know. Anyway, he was on Mark Marin's podcast recently, which I thought was cool. And at a few points he did talk about his dad and I went on his Instagram and Ken Jacobs is now, he's like 86 years old. Um, but yeah, this guy, he had no college education. He had nothing just, you know, he had a, a body of work of in film and he went to Binghamton and he just said, hey, because this is what they did back in those days. In the old days, you could just walk into a place and say, hey, uh, I work here now. And they would say, yeah, all right, because <laughs> that's how it was <laughs> for that generation. <coughs> and so he went to Binghamton and he said, uh, you don't have a film program. Uh, now you do. I'm the head of it. And we're going to hire some professors. And this is what the curriculum is going to be. And they're like, okay, sounds good. All right, do you have a PhD? No. Do you have a college degree of any? No, no, no. High school, maybe. No, but you're going to feel that this is, this is, I've made films and now I run this program. And that's what he did. And in the, towards the end, I don't know when exactly he retired. I don't believe he teaches there in any way, shape or form anymore. But he certainly was still teaching there uh, in 2000 when, <laughs> when I had him for a class that was called, you know, I don't even know what it was called. It was like tragic, tragic comic reflection in society. It, it was one of those pretentious fucking names that went on and on. You know, our tragic comic reflection in the blah, 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 blah. And uh, it just, I so I had this, oh, the dream was that he was signing autographs and he, you know, he and I were just shooting the shit and there were a bunch of girls waiting for autographs and I was talking to them. I was going to be their new professor. They were all from Long Island because everybody who goes to Binghamton is from Long Island. And it was just like, it was one of those oddly, like a very happy sort of dream where like in my dream and maybe maybe this is what happens when we dream as we jump into an alternate reality and maybe that, that's what happened a few nights ago as i was in such a deep sleep that i was able to transport my mind my essence to another reality and live for a few moments as my alternate self where you know all the things that i w was planning to happen or was you know before i said hey i should take business classes i have no interest in accounting i should do that I should take I should take accounting and then I'll just I'll I should get my MBA. I have no interest in it. I'm not good at it. I don't really understand it. I don't really like it. That's what I should do. That's what I'll do. I'll be a business guy. Yes. It doesn't seem remotely interesting to me. I'm going to go do that for the rest of my life. Uh but before I did that, I thought, "Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I'm going to make uh I'm going to make something somewhere. Maybe it'll be music videos. Maybe I'll work for WWE making their video packages cuz that's exactly the kind of shit that I'm good at doing." Uh you know, maybe uh, who knows? I love editing. I'll maybe uh, blah blah blah. Uh so I think in this dream is exactly what I got to experience was me. And in the dream I had like the suit jacket on with the, like the elbow patches. <laughs> uh and then Ken Jacobs was there. We were just talking about film. I was talking about my career. He was so happy because he gave me a recommendation. All this stuff. And then I woke up and logged into my businessman's job. <laughs> and it was all over. Uh, but I, it made me think of Kenny Jacobs. Nobody calls him Kenny Jacobs. I call, Me and like three other people called him Kenny Jacobs. But because I listened to his son Azazel on Mark Marin's podcast, the What the Fuck podcast a few weeks ago. And I looked at Azazel Jacobs' Instagram page and there's pictures of Ken Jacobs and he looks exactly the same. And he looks very happy and it was great to see him. Uh, 
And he's actually a great guy. Ken Jacobs is a he's a fantastic person. Except it didn't quite start out that way for me. And I may have like gone to the dean and tried to get him fired. <laughs> I had I pulled some very Karen moves back in the old days. When I my the only the only class that I ever took in college where I got anything less than an A or a B was pre-calc. And it wasn't because I wasn't good at it, it's because Professor Lewis was a fucking idiot and couldn't teach. And so I got a C plus and it drove me insane. And the next semester, I took calculus. Pre-calc first, C plus. Went into calculus, A plus or A, whatever. I don't think there was A plus. This is like C plus, B minus, B, B plus, A minus, A. I got an A. I got like a 96 or something. I don't know. And I went to the dean uh, and said, hey, I think Professor Lewis should be fired because I got a C plus in his class. How do I suddenly go into this next class and get a C plus in pre-calc and go into the next semester later? And I suddenly, how do I suddenly just know calculus? Did I just go... And, and just study calculus throughout the entire Christmas vacation and then just come back ready for calculus? No, I did nothing of the sort. I am actually decent at math. Professor Lewis just sucks as a teacher. And that's why I got a C plus. That's one of those things where I didn't get a C plus. He gave me a C plus. It's the only, it's the only non-A, B grade ever in my entire college history and uh, it's Professor Lewis. I tried to get him fired. That didn't work. Uh, it did. I, 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 it let me see the uh, the dean of <laughs> the dean's drawer was open, and he had a huge bottle of whiskey in there, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and then at Binghamton, the same thing. And here's why: because on the f- I don't know if it was the first day. I think it was maybe the first or second, the, s- <laughs> the first or second week of class. And I had Ken Jacobs. And he, you know, very unorthodox method of teaching, very different from anything you'll ever see anywhere, ever, anywhere. And he's, again, actually a great guy. Um, Made you think differently. I wasn't used to thinking differently. And I also was very bored with whatever the lecture was about in that particular day. We had watched Midsummer Night's Dream, and he was eclipsed from it. And he was talking about immortals and mortals, but he was talking about in the sense of puck, you know, what fools these mortals be. Not so much in the sense of like, ah, yes, I'm, a, I'm an immortal Greek god. I can't be destroyed. I can't be killed. So I was staring into space and he fucking calls on me and he says, you there, what is an immortal? And I said, uh... <laughs> Uh, well, somebody who uh, can't be killed, can't die. What? What? You weren't listening. Wrong. You weren't listening to anything. What are you listening? And then he could. And then the kid next to me, I think his name was like Mike or something. He's like, you. What is an immortal? And uh, he's like, I, 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 no. He wasn't listening either. And then he pointed to. He's like Goldberg. This kid Adam Goldberg was the uh, was the was the TA for the class, the the teaching assistant. He's like Goldberg, take their names. They weren't paying attention. And and yes, this sound, if you listen to Howard Stern, it sounds just like the imitation that Howard Stern does of his dad because that's what Ken Jacobs sounded like. You know, the very thick New York accent, old guy, old timer from the city, and he's a, a not a, a, a not a man to be trifled with in any way. Not in the mood for your bullshit. Seen it all. Heard it all. Not here for any of that. So don't even try. And this was the first time that I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. In high school, I could use my charm and get away with this stuff. And now I can't. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And so instead of just like, instead of just saying like, hmm, all right, well, I fucked up. I guess I'll just, you know, come back next week and do better. No big deal. Instead, I went to the, you know, I went to the dean (laughs) And said, "Look, this is ridiculous. I th- I think I was like I th- I had it. I don't. I, I didn't actually do this, but I was gonna write to uh, I don't know Governor Pataki. I guess it was at the time, 
and say, how is this guy teaching? Hey, how is he running an entire program, let alone teaching, when he has no college degree? This is a blah, 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 blah. It was like some big fucking Karen energy was what I was putting out there. I didn't go that far. So anyways, he calls on me. What's an immortal? Uh, someone who doesn't die. Wrong, no. You. What is an immortal? Uh, uh, I, uh, 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 Goldberg, take his name. And then uh, my buddy Sean, who was actually from Saratoga, who I worked with briefly at KB Toys, uh, he, he calls on Sean. He's like, you, you know, you know what it is. And Sean's like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I wasn't paying attention to anything. He's like, Goldberg, take his name. All three of them. You're out of here. You're done. Get him out of here. And, and we're like, oh, are we supposed to leave? He's like, no, sit down. Sit down. And he was, he's like, what? You'll come to this class and you'll listen. Which is not an unreasonable thing to say. If you're a student in my class while I'm talking about shit, fucking listen. I get it. I'm talking right now and I'm thinking, is anybody listening? I don't fucking know. I hope so. I can't yell at you if you're not. But I get it. When I was 19, I didn't get it. I said, what an asshole. He's mad because I wasn't paying attention. What a dick. I'm going to go try and get him fired. (laughs) And now at 41, I'm like, what an asshole I was for sitting there like a slug and then fucking coming up with some bullshit answer. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I was was irate. I'm like, I'm going to leave this class. I'm going to leave this school. I'm going to... Either I'm going to get him fired or I'm going to die trying. And then I just, you know, and then the class was once a week, I think, twice a week. Monday was, uh, what do they call, I guess they called it the screening. Because Monday was when you would come in for three hours and you would watch the movie. And then Wednesday was the three-hour lecture and discussion and analysis and all that shit. And then in between that, we had like six books that we had to read. And we had to, <laughs> and this was the greatest. We didn't have to write a report, a book report. We didn't have to do any kind of paper on the book. We had to literally write in the margins of the books our notes and our thoughts and our analysis and our feedback. Feedback. In other words, just write anything so that there's a bunch of ink in the margin so that when he takes each book and just goes can I can I do this with my when he goes like that with the book he'll see a bunch of shit that you wrote is he going to go through every cop all 20 30 some odd copies that every student has handed in of this book and read carefully all of your notes no he did it I think a couple of times. I think every week we had to give him. I, I'm trying to. We had to give him the. Oh no, we had to finish the book. I think every week we had to read a book with all our notes in the margin and hand it into him. After being screamed at and having Goldberg take my name, Goldberg, get his name. He's out of here. Uh. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I was also not going to, I'm like, okay, well, I better not fuck around with this guy. Because, again, he is the head of the program, and I'm just some dickhead. And so, uh, you know, a week or two later, we had to read the first book and hand it in. Amusing ourselves to death or something like that. It was all these, you know, all all these thinking thinkers kind of books. <sighs> and uh, <laughs> I don't remember them. Amusing ourselves to death was the only one that I can remember the name of. Anyway, so we had to hand it in. We had to read the book. We had one week to read the book, put all our notes in the, in the, in the, in the margin, hand it in to him, and then the following week, he would hand us the book back with any kind. Con- and the first week, he actually did. I opened it up, and he had, he had notes next to, like, a oh, very, very good, astute observation. And that's what I, as I was reading, I was just, (laughs) whenever I read anything that he wrote in the margin of my book next to things that I was writing down, I just read it in his voice yelling at me. Even if it was positive, it was all positive too. That was the thing. It was all good feedback. 
very astute observation, well-thought analysis. <laughs> so, uh, that happened the first time, and then I think the second time I thumbed through it, and there was, like, one little comment, and just, like, gibberish, and then after that, you know, he was just, you know, he's weeding everybody out, right? That's what they do those first couple weeks. You weed everybody out. You got 40 kids the first week. You got like nine kids by the end of it. And uh, and I would hand in my book and I would just make sure that I just wrote a bunch of shit all over those margins and handed it to him. And uh, that was it. And I got an A. I got a, a nice little A in the class. And the other thing was when I actually uh, went and took... Uh, enrolled in an MBA, MBA program at the University of Albany and after the first week dropped out of the entire program except for the accounting class. I finished that because that was so easy. We came in every week and the professor, all he did was give us stock tips and that was the whole class. So <laughs> that was it. And then we took a test and uh, whatever. It was easy. Um, it was not like several years later when I tried to take an actual accounting class, how it's supposed to be, and I had no idea, zero idea of what anything the professor was talking about. I said, wow, I think I was really, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I got a lot of knowledge from that other accounting class that I took, but I did get college credit, so that's all that matters. Uh, anyway, after I graduated from Binghamton with my film degree and... After I went to the University of Albany and dropped out from the MBA program, and two years before I would go enroll in another MBA program, I had it in my head that I was going to go to one of a handful of schools. Why I didn't pick UCLA or USC or one of the really known film schools is, you know, uh, it's anyone's guess. It's just dopey. But I was going to go to the University of Miami. Because they had a pretty good communications program. Why I didn't go to Syracuse, where I had already gotten accepted a few years prior to that, I don't know. So I went down to the U, and uh, I called up old Professor Ken. and Or actually, I sent him... Let me tell you. I sent all of my film professors a request for a reference, a letter of recommendation. I said, hey... I'm going, I, I feel like there were a couple. It was the University of Miami. I, I don't know. I don't know what the other ones were. I feel, I feel like San Diego State for some reason, but maybe that was business. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, I fill out the application. I, I had this professor, <clears throat> Ariana Gerstein, Professor Gerstein, who loved me loved me she was so such a nice person very very smart she liked my work uh we got along great i couldn't i would i would send her uh, i would send her emails i would send her an actual usps mail i would fax her i would call her office i would leave voicemails i would do anything possible outside of just driving to binghamton and knocking on her door which is what i should have done to get a reference, because I thought, oh, of course she's going to give me a, a letter of recommendation. And she didn't, because she never responded to anything. And it was such a shock and a disappointment. Then, Professor Grenier, who I, I, took, I took one class with him, like the capstone course maybe. Really sweet guy. Great guy. Super smart guy. He get, Oh, that was it. I was going to go to this place called Hollins University in Roanoke, Virginia. They had a screenwriting program. And like an idiot, I didn't go. And now here I am in the world of business. Uh, and, and, and Professor Granier and somebody, I got a few recommendations. And then when I went to the University of Miami, I really wanted to get film school recommendations. And I said, man, I wonder if, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way Ken Jacobs is even going to acknowledge me, let alone, <laughs> let alone give me a recommendation. Not only did he give me a recommendation, he called me directly because he got, you know, he he spent his time back and forth between Binghamton, between Manhattan, or where, I don't know where he lived, maybe it was Brooklyn, I don't know, the city. 
he spent his time back and forth. And so he would be away, you know, it was during probably the Christmas holiday. And I, I don't know his home address, so I sent him to his Binghamton mailbox. And he didn't get it until whatever, January. He called me. I remember it was a snowstorm. And he called me. And it was the loveliest conversation with the loveliest guy who sounded nothing like the dude who I encountered on my very first day in my film class, the tragic comic reflections of society in film or whatever it was called. It was so, such a, a, it was this soft spoken, sweet gentleman on the other end of the phone. Same guy because he sounded very, because he was, you know, always just miserable and understandably so. And now as I get older, I understand why he was so miserable because I'm always miserable. And I wasn't back then. Quite the opposite. And I remember I picked up the phone. I was like, oh, hey, Professor Ken. He's like, please, please call me Ken. Call me Ken. John, it's Ken. It's okay. I'm like, okay, thank you, Ken. I'm like, how you doing, Ken? He's like, ah, I'm depressed. I'm very depressed. Because at the time it was like, you know, George W. Bush, the the Iraq War, the weapons of mass destruction, all the bullshit that was going on. So it was like, yeah, whatever, early 2003, I guess, something like that. Or maybe even 2000, might have been a year late. I, I, don't, I don't remember. But it was around that time. He's like, I'm very, I'm so depressed. Oh, this guy is a moron. George, and then and then I could feel the Ken Jacobs that I knew slowly starting to bubble up, very very quickly. He's a moron. He's like, okay. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then and then we started talking about film and stuff like that. And he was asked, he's like, where are you? Oh, so he's like, so you want to go to the University of Miami? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to? What do you want to? He's like, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm like, you know, honestly, I for the longest time I thought I wanted to make you know, sh- shoot and, and, and direct movies. But I think I, I think I really just, I want to edit stuff. I want to be an editor that, you know, being able to, being able to, 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 you know, make something from that is just so exciting to me and so interesting. And he's like, Oh, that, Oh, that's great. That's so great. You know, he was so excited. He's like, he's like, there's a, you know, they need editors. They don't have enough. There's blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it was just a lovely, lovely conversation. And the reason he called was to apologize because he didn't see my request for a reference for a recommendation until he got back uh, for the you know for the spring semester in January after the after the holidays he was in his office and he was you know he get all the mail and stuff and he said I oh I hope because I asked him hey if you could have this by January first it'd be great and so he called to apologize for not having uh, the thing on time that I had asked him for which was so that was so nice of him just to pick up the phone. Nobody's, none of the people that I got a recommendation, nobody called me. I called them and they usually, they didn't, re- they just went to voicemail. Uh, and they would either, you know, most would just give me the recommendation and I would say, you know, they'd write me an email. Hey, got, got, got it. You're good. Or in the case of Ariana Gerstein, nothing at all. And then Ken Jacobs picked up the phone and called me to say, I'm so sorry, I didn't get this, I hope it's not too late, I'm sending the recommendation right now. What a, what a, what a sweetheart of a guy, what a swell guy, truly. And, I, you know, that was one of those things, I wish I kept in touch with him. I, I'm sure if I, not that I would, if I reached out to Azazel and said, hey, can you tell your father, uh, please, like he's going to have any, any, re- and the other thing is, why would I do that? I'm going to reach out to Ken Jacobs and be like, hey, it really meant a lot to me when you gave me that recommendation for uh, film school. <laughs> and Ken Jacobs would say, oh, what are you doing now? Uh, I've been working for giant global banks my whole life, and now I, now I work for or giant global consulting firms. Uh, you know, nothing even remotely related, nothing artistic about it at all. Unless you count uh, different fonts on PowerPoint presentations, then in which case I'm, I'm making all kinds of movies all the time if you're talking about PowerPoints. Uh, so yeah, I have no reason to talk to him because it would just be, he'd be very, very disappointed. It wouldn't end well. So I'll leave it as is. And it's just a, it's a nice memory. It's a nice story. 
of a time when I had not yet made up my mind that I was going to just go into <laughs> a line of work that is, is completely soul crushing. But but it's never too late, right? Yeah. I I could just uh, you know, I just go up to Hollywood tomorrow and be like, uh, could I direct some stuff? I was like that uh you know, poor poor Bob Odenkirk having his uh, issues this week, but it sounds like he's doing okay. But a few weeks ago, we were watching uh, the, the Bob and David, you know, the Mr. Show follow-up that they had on Netflix. And uh, there was a sketch where it's it's Odenkirk and David Cross, the, the usual characters. And uh, what the hell they're talking about? Uh, I think it's their New Year's resolutions. And one of them is like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go direct big Hollywood movies. And they're like, oh yeah, really? That's and another guy's like, it's all these you know insane, these insane things. And the one guy just has like a normal. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop eating red meat. And they're all like, what are you fucking crazy? That's never gonna happen. You're never gonna do that. And uh, it was just funny. And then and then the the end of the sketch is that everybody. <laughs> Everybody who said you know, this one guy went out and just just went to Hollywood. Now he's directing huge movies, and the other guy is like I don't know a deep sea. Di- I, I don't know. I don't remember what anybody said. The other guy is the president of the United States. All the stuff that they said was going to happen for their New Year's resolution, and then Odenkirk, I think, was the one who just said I'm going to give up red meat, and he's lying in a hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> because he did, he couldn't give up red meat. He was the only one who couldn't stick to his New Year's resolution. Anyway, I guess so. I guess I could just do that. I'll just make my New Year's resolution and say I'll just I'll just go out to Hollywood and say, look, I was once in the cinema program at Binghamton under the tutelage of Mister Ken Jacobs. Can I please direct the next Thor movie? I can. Thank you. And that'll that'll pretty much be it. I would imagine. All right. It is now six thirty p.m. I had other things. I'm not going to get to it. That's all I really wanted to talk about. Oh, I did want to give you, yeah, one other thing was my Donald Duck imitation. I don't know why we were doing this the other night, but Kim was showing the kids how to like, uh, what is it, like, you know, to do that with your with your fist over your, your hand over your mouth, whatever you do, you know, make that duck sound. And I said, hey, so I have a very good friend named Steve McCarthy who did an impeccable Donald Duck when we were kids. It was amazing. I'm sure he can still do it. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Uh, and I said to the kids, hey, do you want to hear my Donald Duck? And they said, yeah, sure. <clears throat> and so now I will give to you. Uh, this is a, a secret. I've kept this secret for a long time. It was always Steve McCarthy was like he was the guy who could do Donald Duck. I didn't want to step on his... Uh, his tail feathers, <laughs> so to speak. So I kept hidden the fact that I, I too, can do a, a pretty darn good Donald Duck. Uh, and so I'm going to leave you with this now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 85, for the first time ever, is my imitation of Donald Fauntleroy Duck. <clears throat> here we go. Hey everybody, it's me, Donald Duck. It's Donald Duck. How are you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I know, I know. That is, uh, I've kept that secret hidden for. Decades. Until now. I've I've just figured I would share it with you now. Um so at the very least I could go out to Disney and say, Hey, the assholes doing a, doing Donald Duck now is a fucking fraud. <clears throat> and then maybe I could just say And then I've got the job. <coughs> I've got the job. <clears throat> As Donald Duck. <clears throat> and it's obviously very easy on my throat. Uh, so yeah, there it is. Best kept secret. Old Johnny Boy knows how to do a pretty mean Donald Duck. No mind. 
telling you that. If I do say so myself. All right, it's time to go. It's time to get ready to go see uh, the Jungle Cruise with The Rock. And uh, and what's her name there? And so I'm excited. I, well, I mean, not really. I'm excited to have a hot dog and some nachos, maybe. That's That's the excitement. And to sit under the stars on a night that... It could get down into the 50s tonight, which means it's going to be in the low 60s. It's going to be a lovely, lovely evening to sit outside and watch a movie under the stars. So that's what I'm going to do. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Jacobs, Binghamton University, a legendary professor. He's still going, 80-something years old. Good for him. And and you got that, and you got my Donald Duck imitation, and uh, we got to hear Rebecca Black, little Rebecca Black. You know what? Let's let's do that. And I'm watching the. By the way, I've got I've got ESPN. Oh, Carson Wentz out indefinitely after foot injury in practice. I think that's what it said. Uh, they got the they got the Boston Sports Channel. I got the whatever the news, and I've got the 24 hour uh, Olympic torch cam. <laughs> I put that on while we were doing the podcast. In any event, why don't we why don't we leave you with this and say have a great weekend. Uh we'll talk to you next time on episode 86 of the Birthday Boy podcast and uh, I hope that you enjoy your Friday. Later Gators. Fun, 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 fun. By the way, you can make a music video and have your dreams come true. All you need to do is have rich parents. We're out of here. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend, Friday, Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend.